Hi, Angela. Hi, Angela. Hi, how can you hear me? I can. Okay. All right. Thank you for doing this podcast with me on this Friday night, taking time out just to share some information about yourself and the things that you're doing in your community um, with the listeners that will be listening to your podcast. So I always okay. like for the um, guests to go ahead and introduce themselves. And by the way, if it's your first time here, it's Talk It Up with Angela Maria. And our guest on tonight is going to introduce herself. So you take it away. Hi, I'm Vernita Howard. I am a advocate for domestic violence. I am also a new author of Pain to Powerful. I, um, I'm just so excited tonight to do this interview. And I'm also the founder of Breaking the Silence on Domestic Violence. And I'm glad you mentioned that because that was going to be my next subject is the acronym BTSDV. And I wanted you, if you would, let the visitor, visit, um, listeners know uh, what it stands for. BTSDV is Breaking the Silence on Domestic Violence. We came with the acronym, you know, because you no longer have to suffer in silence. You can break the silence, speak up, speak out, and make people aware um, and get the help that you need. All right. And do, I, I know that um, a couple of months ago, I know I was seeing a lot of random um, topics going live uh, and you had, you know, guest speakers up there. How do you get the ladies to actually open up and talk about what they've been through? So, um, actually, it's not just a women that goes through domestic violence. You know, it, there's a heap load of men that goes through as well. And so, the women are tired of being silent. The Me Too Act has moved women to the point where they're ready to speak up and speak out. Mm -hmm. So, you have small organizations like what I have that open that door for women to come out and say, hey, this is what happened to me. Either one, they want to seek help or they've seeked help before and after their case was closed, they had no one else, you know? Uh -huh. So, now with me having this organization and going around in different areas Talking about domestic violence, it builds a sister and brotherhood to the point where now we're no longer having to sit and be ashamed of what we've been through. So that's my thing. Don't be ashamed. Tell your story because your story can save a life. And you mentioned that it's not just women. So you do have and, and you do experience and witness men that are coming forth too. Yeah, we have men that are coming forth, um, telling their stories. Um, they stayed in silence for so long because of the ego of, you know, just a man being who he was. He should have been able to take, you know, control of it. But a lot of people don't understand it's more to domestic violence than just the physical part. 
So men suffer in different ways as well. And some do suffer mm-hmm. physically, but it's other forms of domestic violence that, you know, men suffer. Can you just give us some examples of different types of uh, that falls under the umbrella of domestic violence in dealing with abuse? Because there are yeah. different types. Right. So most people, when they hear domestic violence, they just think of physical abuse that a man has hit, slapped, kicked or whatever to a woman. Well, nowadays, women are doing the same thing to men. Slapping them, hitting them, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So when that happens and um, you're actually just abused your spouse. So it can happen either way. Then you have the different forms like financial abuse. And this is where a lot of men fall under the umbrella because now as women, we're able to go out, get educated and get jobs that bring in more money than our spouse. So when you limit a person that has worked, you know, just like you have, when you limit them to funds, um, or you restrict them from the money they have earned. That's financial abuse. Mm -hmm. And then you have the emotional where you're not talking to them. They don't know what's really going on, where you can be verbal and nonverbal. And a lot of times people say things that demeans the other person or tears that person down. And that's, you know, abuse. It's verbal abuse. Or... If we're in the same household and I'm trying to hold a conversation with you and you choose not to have any body language, no conversation, nothing with me, you're doing nonverbal abuse where you're not. It's like I'm talking to a wall. Mm -hmm. But because people don't realize that it's abuse, they continue to do it. Psychological abuse happens, you know, when you have taken a person through so much and psychologically, you know, it does a mental impact on them. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who goes through domestic violence end up with mental, you know, issues. So it's like a form of mental illness that, uh, you know, drives down from domestic violence. Then you also have spiritual abuse. You know, if you are restricting a person from serving or worshiping whom they want to worship. You're, you know, that's spiritual abuse. And when you tell your spouse, you have to choose the one you serve or choose me. When they have to make that choice, that's Mm -hmm. abuse. Oh, I haven't even thought on those lines. You've just opened up a whole other can of worms. And it's really true. It is really true. There's even the spiritual abuse and uh, yes. the mental of abuse. Because I've yeah. shared some things even with uh, what I went through um, before my divorce and how it, you know, opened up to where it turned into mental with depression and with anxiety right. and mm-hmm. uh it's 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 and it's hard to climb back up, you know, right. when you've got all that heaviness. How has the impact of what you've been through made you stronger? Because at the time when we're in those situations, 
we don't know where to go, where to turn. And sometimes we stay because that just seems the simple thing to do, but it's not the right thing for our health, our mental, or our family, right. children. So like for me, in the beginning, it was very hard. It took me 21 years to come out and tell my story. Okay. Through my abuse, I lost a child. Through it, I watched my daughter suffer um, with seizures to the point where I lost several jobs because my daughter's anxiety and having the seizures and different things because her father and I couldn't hold a sensible conversation sent her into like depression almost. So with that, I watched my child suffer and not only did she suffer, but I suffered as well. So now I'm determined. I will never allow another child to go through what my daughter went through. And I will never allow another woman to go through what I went through because now we can speak up, speak out and get the help that we need. And that's where breaking the silence of domestic um, violence started coming in. How did the Lord start dealing with you, like bringing it to your uh, mind, you know, like couldn't sleep, tossing and turning? How did he start to deal with you before you actually put it in action or did you immediately put it in action? Well, actually, I'm a dreamer and I was having dreams and uh, been on different platforms and for me, I've always been shy. I would never talk, you know, like holding a conversation. I'm like, oh, no, God, <laughs> wrong person, wrong <laughs> thing. So um, I was at work one day and a young lady asked me about being a MC for a domestic violence event. And I was like, OK, God, you know, I'm going to answer, you know, what you want me to do. I'm going to do this and that's just going to be it. Well, after that, you know, a lot of people, I, w I still wouldn't tell my story then because I was still ashamed. So God really worked on me and made it really, really, really heavy. So I was like, okay, God, I'm going to give you an event. So when I brought it to a couple of people, I had about 30 people willing to stand behind me. So when people realized that this wasn't a get rich scheme, you know, People will stand behind you when they think that it's money involved. Uh -huh. So God was like, no, I want you to do more. And I'm like, okay, God, an event a year, you know, I'm good. And so he began to link me. And it was so crazy, like, how it happened. Because people that I've seen or people that I met, you know, or people that I was social media friends with, I never thought they went through it. So when I shared my story on my social media account, different people start saying, I've been through that. Uh, oh my gosh, I didn't know you went through that. You know, you just stay to yourself. Why didn't you tell somebody? Well, I was ashamed about what I went through, you know? Right. And so when God dealt with me and he, so he didn't just deal with me. He dealt with a couple of them that has stayed with me from day one. So we got together, try to figure this organization stuff out. And so for two years, we was like, okay, if it's meant to be, God will keep this going, you know? 
And so we prayed and, and he has kept it going. You know, so now I'm able to see different women, different men open up and actually tell their stories. And, and I am, I'm sorry, I am seeing, you know, speaking engagements, focus groups, different um, areas that before when I first met you, uh, I wasn't seeing, but now I'm seeing those. Plus, I know now that you are an author. Congratulations on your book. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Can you just give us a little overview? I know you're having, um, what is it, a book signing soon? I am. I didn't know if you were waiting to talk more about it then, but if you just want to give some insight to the listeners, so if they're pre-orders or if they can go ahead and order. Sure. So my book is on Amazon. Um, Pain to Powerful is about a family who is suffering from generational curses. They deal with domestic violence, rape, molestation, HIV, um, and incest. So, um, and I know that sounds like a lot, but it's happening in the families now as we speak, you know, you know, people allowing their daughters to sit on their uncles or, you know, laps and, you know, you never question anything. So when God gave me this, I'm like, okay, God, this is a bit much, but anyway, um, so, you know, people can, Look it up. You know, it's very detailed. It's a cousin who um, gains the trust of, it's a male cousin who comes into town, gained the trust of his two cousins, gained the trust of his grandparents. And he just seemed like the ideal person. Like he has HIV. He knows it. He got it from his dad where his dad and his dad's wife was molesting him. Wow. Um, so he um, he gets that from them. He comes and, you know, he's angry and he wants to inflict mm-hmm. harm, you know, on anybody who crosses his path. So that's what he done. And he molests his cousins. They both end up pregnant by him. And one ends up with HIV and one does not. So yeah, and it was happening under the grandparents' nose, but because it domestic violence had happened to the grandmother, she had blocked out all signs, you know? So she didn't want to mentally deal with anything that dealt with domestic violence. And she finally finds this man that treats her like a queen, treats her children like queens and kings, and, you know, just cater to her every need. So... He was never introduced to any of this stuff. He didn't know what domestic violence was. He just knew how to treat a woman like a woman, treat her like a queen. And that's how he done all the young ladies. He treated the young men. You know, he set an example. He was in church and, you know, he prayed about everything. And even though the signs was there that his granddaughters was being hurt, he kind of blocked them out, you know, and just thought that everybody was acting out. He really didn't understand what was going on. But the grandmother was introduced to stuff like this. 
she had blocked it out. So the book in the end with all the pain that everybody has been through, um, they turn it into an organization called Pain the Powerful. And they begin to tell their stories throughout and you know, and, and that's how the book pretty much is pretty much ends, you know, how they took all the pain that they had dealt with mm-hmm. and they begin to tell their story. So nobody else will go through what they was going through. It, it sounds really powerful. And <clears throat> actually, you're you're the third author that I have interviewed with a book that relates to um either child molestation, ancestry, or rape. And with all that you said, what really stands out and is that nobody wants to talk. Everyone wants to block and turn a deaf ear, but that is not what helps heal and breaks those generational curses. It's exactly. the ones that begin to advocate and bring forth awareness and tell their stories so someone else can say, wow, I can stand up and say something too. And it goes right back to when you were talking earlier and you mentioned about the Me Too movement. And that was going to be one of my questions for you was did the Me Too movement um, play an important role uh, when you started doing your lives? Was it a bigger doorway opener to reach the people on your platform? And then people started to open up and talk to you and want to be um, introduced in the lives. And so really you, you answered it. Um, the Me Too mm-hmm. did play that, that, that type of role to have that powerful voice that men and women don't have to take what they've been taking for years and years and years. Exactly. So I'm going to um, move on um, to talk a little bit about your clothing line. Um, we've got a few more minutes left, but listeners, if you're out there at the end, I'll have her name her book again and, and please support, go to Amazon and order the book. Uh, I wanted to know, because I, you know, you know, I know about your clothing line. <laughs> if you want to <laughs> Tell the listeners a little bit about your clothing line and uh, who are they for? You know, is it for everyone or is it for a particular group? Okay, so the clothing line came about because um, we were actually, you know, helping to rescue people. And so a lot of times when you rescue people, you just, they just come with whatever they have on their back, you know? And so even though we have like um, donations, um, where we have donations that's constantly coming in, well, they're already torn about having to start over. So I got tired of them not having what they need, especially if they had to relocate. So when people purchase from the jewels line, 5% goes to breaking the silence of domestic violence. Don't sound like a lot, but it is. So as of today, we've saved eight women, um, a total of 10 children, um, and we have been able to clothe them. So even though we give them clothing from the donations, we were able to give them new clothing, new shoes, new things to make them feel comfortable when they go and, and just make them have the confidence 
when they go on their interviews, you know, especially starting over. They didn't have to look like what they went through. So the Jewels line has everything that covers from the head to the toe, wigs, um, pocketbooks, shirts, pants, dresses, whatever, whatever your preference is. So we also cater to a lot of plus size women. Um, the reason being is because a lot of times when we went in, you know, plus size women go in stores, there's nothing really to cater to them. You know, it's everything skimpy and, you know, just because they make it in your size don't mean that you should wear it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so, um, the Jules line is to give you that boost to let you know that you're beautiful, but you don't have to show it all. And you can still be beautiful. Well, I always like turning into Jules Line and also marketing um, from here, from time to time on my platforms. What is the name of the clothing line in full and where can they find it on platforms on social media? Okay, so it's um, the Jules, Jules fashion and clothing line um you have to send a friend request to vernita howard i keep it private um because of some of the women that i have up there who's left you know um an abusive relationship Mm -hmm. so i don't want them to be able to be located so um before i accept anyone it is like i do a thorough background to make sure you're not connected to those ladies Mm -hmm. And so you can find us on um, Facebook if you just send a friend request to Bernita Howard. And you can also find us on Instagram. And I think that's a smart move. I hadn't even thought about that. And, you know, I know that it's private, but to have something as serious as people looking, you know, for different things. ones that have left out of those relationships. That is definitely a smart move. I commend you on that. Thank you. What, uh, you're welcome. And what do you want to leave the listeners with? What do you want them to know or um, just what do you want them to know about you and your causes? So, I am very, I am like Oh, above and beyond an advocate for domestic violence. So what I want to leave, the nugget that I want to leave is if you or someone you know is dealing with domestic violence, please be a listening ear. They don't need any more judgment. They deal with that on a day-to-day basis. Be a listening ear. Be a friend. Be there for that person. When they're ready to make the move, they will. It takes seven times before you leave your abuser. Just because they leave does not make it easy. Even if they get a restraining warrant, that's just a piece of paper. So what you can do is be a friend to them. So at any time they call, just be a listening ear. About me, if you don't feel that you can be that friend, you don't feel like you can be non-judgmental, then send them to my page. It's Vernita Howard. Um and I will take over from there or send them to my organization page, Breaking the Silence on Domestic Violence, INC. 
I love that. I love that. And one other thing I forgot to mention, and I definitely want you to put a plug in. I didn't know this either. You write poetry. Yes, I do. <laughs> is it is it geared towards um, spiritual love, domestic violence? If you could just let us know right quickly. Okay, so my poetry is geared towards all the loss that I had. I lost a son. Um, it's a new is I miss you, mom because I lost my mom and um, unpack your bag is kind of spiritual because of everything that I had tugged in, I had to unpack in order to help other people. And the other one is just, you know, um, I can't think of all of them, but the other one deals with love, you know, what you should be looking for a broken heart. Mm-hmm. Okay, so again, the name of your book is? The name of the book is Pained, the number two, Too Powerful. And where can they find it? They can get it off Amazon. Okay, and the name of your organization is? Breaking Once the, again? Breaking the Silence on Domestic Violence, INC. INC. And is that on Instagram also? It's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All right. And we heard the name of uh, the clothing line. Um, that was Jules Clothing Line and Accessories. Is that correct? Jules Fashion and Clothing Line. Jules Fashion and Clothing Line. Mm-hmm. Bernita, I thank you so much for being my guest on this evening. I have enjoyed you. You have brought so much information that is needed and impactful. Thank you. I know the listeners are going to love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. And for you listeners, this has been Angela Maria with Talk It Up, and I'll see you on my next session. All right. Good night. You have a good weekend, Bernita. You too. Bye-bye.